0: Hello everyone and welcome to the iUMI podcast. Today I will be speaking to Lars Langer, Secretary General of iUMI about iCarb, the International Quality Assessment Review Body. Lars has been chair of this new body since September 2019 and he's going to tell us a bit more about it. Okay Lars, so I understand that this covers classification societies. Could you tell us a bit more about that?
1: Yeah, hi Claire, and thank you for granting me the opportunity to record this podcast together with you. I I think this is a good start to explain what iCARP is about, to talk first a bit about classification societies. So the work of classification societies is of utmost importance for marine insurance, and this is why we have such a close relation. So classification societies ensure that vessels comply entirely with all safety rules in place. This could be classification society rules. This could also be IMO rules, like the SOLAS. They do so for with the approval of the plans for a new build, and, and they do a lifelong while the ship is in service with regular surveys on the vessels. Since this work of classification societies is so important, they are regularly audited, of course, in their work to ensure that classification societies comply with all requirements. So these audits carried out at the classification societies are against certain standards. And the most important one is for sure the one which is maintained by IACS, the world organization, so to say, of the leading classification societies. And this standard is called QSCS. The auditors come into the play, they audit the classification societies against the QSCS and then they issue a certificate uh, that this particular classification society is in compliance and does really cover all rules in place in surveying the vessels. So this is how the, the system is built up.
0: Brilliant. Thank you, Lars. So so what's the role of ICARP covering the classification societies?
1: Yes. Thank you, Claire. This leads us to the next steps. This is where ICARP comes into the play. So we talked already about IACS and IACS societies, which is the 11 leading classification societies. But there was a strong feeling that this uh, system of ensuring quality and shipping and ensuring quality of class should be run mid and long term in a more independent manner and also in an entirely transparent manner. And this is why this idea of ICARP the international Quality Assessment Review Buddy came up and the role of ICARP at this stage in the beginning is very clearly that ICARP is not auditing the classification societies. We talked about the auditing already by the ACBs, the auditors, but ICARP in this phase is reviewing the audit which is done with the classification society. And in doing so, in reviewing the audits of the classification societies, ICARP has four purposes. The first is the adequacy of the IACS QSCS. So of the standard of IACS for the auditing of the classification societies, the QSCS is more or less like ISO 9001, which will be very well known to our listeners. So in fact, it is ISO 9001, including all particulars which are relevant for shipping and defining in more detail on what one has to pay attention when auditing an entity which surveys vessels ships and this kind of technique so that is the first purpose the second purpose of ICARP is that we review the performance of the ACBs, six accredited control bodies the auditors against the criteria of the qscs so is the audit performed well that is the second the third purpose is the analysis of the nature of the findings. So the findings in the audit, which could be observations or which could be non-conformities with the QSCS. And that is mentioned in the audit report and what ICARP does in in reviewing this is that we look for patterns. Is there any particular weaknesses, for example, in the system? Is there anything which one has to pay attention for? And the fourth purpose is directly linked to that. And this is about the robustness and effectiveness of the agreed corrective actions based on these findings. So there's a finding, there's a nonconformity. What does the corrective action look like, which the auditor agreed together with the classification society, and how is this carried out in practice. Once this review is done by ICARB, ICARB is issuing so-called factual statements. This is also a certificate, so ICARB certifies that the review of this particular audit has gone well and that all is in compliance with QSCS. When ICAP was established in late 2018, early 2019, it was said one should, in order not to overburden this new idea, one should start as simple as possible and then develop the system further. We said we start with a trial phase. We said in the beginning, we limit ICAP to the work and to the audits of the IAX societies. We said we limit it for the time being on the audits done by the ACDs, by the accredited control bodies. And we said that we take the QSCS as a standard for the review. So this, this is how we started. But this shall enhance further, of course. What I already mentioned is two uh, key catchwords which lead us in our work. It has to be transparent and it has to be independent.
0: Thank you, Lars. Can I ask who's involved?
1: Yeah, thank you, Claire. That is a good question. We said right from the beginning that all stakeholders interested in quality of class should be part of ICARP. So we planned this as a multi-stakeholder approach. This is why flag states are as much involved as industry is involved and as further parties relevant to this procedures are involved as well. So when I start with flag, we have currently six flag states as members of ICARP. This is Chile, Singapore, United Kingdom... Canada, Liberia, and Marshall Islands. So then we have six industry representatives currently as members, stakeholders of ICARP. This is two ship owning associations, which is currently BIMCO and Intertenco. We have two shipbuilder associations, which is currently ASEF and Sea Europe. And we have two insurance associations, which is our friends from the international group, Liability and us as IUMI, So that is six FLEC, six industry. This was also important that we have a good balance between FLEC and industry. And we do also have, I mentioned this, further stakeholders, this is particularly the European Commission, which is extremely interested in the quality of class. This is also the IMO, which is a member, uh, this is of course also Ajax. We have the IMO observer to the QSCS. There's also a link as a member so that we all in all have 15 members and a real good working atmosphere in the body.
0: Thank you. Um, can I ask, does the IMO play a role in ICARP?
1: Yeah, the IMO plays a very important role in this. And also when it comes to the further development of ICARP going forward, I mentioned already we started very simple With the IAC societies, and as you saw, we have currently six flag states represented in ICARP, and there is very much hope in IMO and its 170 plus flag states at one day in time to enhance the system if it is successful and if stakeholders buy in for the system. Currently is that ICARP is under the umbrella of the IMO. I mentioned already the IMO is is a is a member of ICARP, although they they decided against being a voting member, they are more neutral but they contribute extremely well, I must say, in the ICARP. So and when the idea was born, I mentioned this already, late 2018, early 29, it was introduced with a paper to the Maritime Safety Committee. So that was MSC 100, the 100th session, and I, IMO took note of that, IMO agreed to support the organization, they became a member, they support ICARP, and they invited ICARP to report back on progress and success of the body. And this is what we do, we report back, the IMO secretariat does actually, we report back To every msc session and invite the flex states in the imo to take note of that very honestly what we would like to aim for for the future is since we are currently solely a reporting issue at at imo which is perfectly okay at this stage But our wish would be that we make it at one point in time on the working agenda of the IMO and direction which we could go is that we become part of the IMO member state auditing system. So that is, uh, we talked already about QSCS, which is a standard against which IAC societies are audited on an IMO level, there is something very similar in place, which is the code, the code for the recognized organizations, since classification societies do also work in in their so-called statutory part on behalf of flag states, means flag states have to ensure that vessels running under their flag comply with the rules as well. The surveys in this regard are not done by the FLEX state itself, of course, by nature, but this is done by the classification societies on behalf of the FLEX states. And in this role, they are called ROs, recognized organizations. The IMO RO code, like the QSCS uh, on an IACS level, states the the requirements which the classification society CROs have to match with. And this is what the IMSAFs, the IMO Member State Auditing System, ensures that flagged states comply with the requirements of the RO code. So this is a clear link and this is something where for the future, if the system is successful, ICARPS offer uh, to the IMO to the flex states could be here is a system with which you as a flex state can ensure that your ROs are in line with the RO code. So what the RO code calls this is a so-called flex state oversight program. So a flex state has to have an oversight program over the ROs which are acting for this flex state, so that is that is the current involvement with the IMO. We are currently reporting. We're in a very fruitful dialogue, and we do all see the opportunities for the future when this system is is successful, where growth also with regard with the IMO could be possible. And again, the two catchwords, independence and transparency, would be something extremely beneficial, of course, also on this level.
0: Can I ask what are the benefits of a body like Icarp?
1: yeah, that is important, so one why would one do that if there's no benefit right claire that is you are absolutely right. I would mention three here one is it's very down to earth, and that is that we avoid multiple audits no, so it became already clear in what I tried to explain that there is various audited work and and this is necessary, of course, we have to comply with the rules the IACS classification societies are audited by IACS against the QSCS. At the same time, the classification societies acting on behalf of FLEX states, SROs, are audited by the FLEX states against the RO codes. We have a similar system in place. It's a bit different, but I keep it simple here. There's an European body existing, which is called QUACE, and this body assesses to a degree as well for the ROs under the EU regulation. So it could be that one flex state, say a large flex state works together with say 14, 20, even more ROs recognized organizations in different regions of the world. You have something in Asia, you have something in Europe, something in America means you as a flex state would have to have audits with 20 ROs. In return, if you're a large classification society, it could be that you act as an RO for 50, 60, 80 flex states, right? And at the same time, you would be audited by, mm-hmm. by the IAC standard. So there is audit after audit after audit against the same criteria, but by different persons. And that does simply not Really makes sense. So this is where we think there are clear synergies. If one single body would grow into that, in being very clear that ICAP is is definitely not there yet. You know? again, ICAP is currently reviewing our audits. ICAP is not auditing, but the factual statement of the reviews is already something which a flex state can use as part of its oversight program. And if it's successful again, you could develop it further and you could draw very clearly synergies on that if stakeholders are prepared to buy in, if it is successful, and if the quality is fulfilled. So that is a very clear benefit. Uh, The second benefit I would mention here is that one also could develop the standards further going forward. I said already in question one or two, we start as simple as possible to make it successful. Currently, ICAP reviews against the QSCS, which is the IAC standard, No, but we do have the RO code at the same time. We have EU regulation. So this is something which one could harmonize at one nice day if the stakeholders, this is the beauty of the multi-stakeholder approach. If these stakeholders, industry and flag. And EU and IMO and so on, all involved in ICAP would decide, yes, this is something where we can harmonize. The option would be very clearly there. And the third I would mention here again is, of course, this independence and transparency. So currently ICAP has complete insight in the, in the, in the IACS database on all audits results, which has not been in place at any point in time before that. So it's all, of course, confidential, and uh, and and all ICAP members have signed signed NDAs, non-disclosure agreements. But we can look in each and every finding, and this is something which is really uncomparable with anything which we had in the past.
0: Interesting. Thank you very much, Lars. Can I ask how does IUMI benefit mm. from ICAP?
1: Yeah. Thank you, Claire. So this is what I would link back to what we said in the beginning: quality of class is is so important for marine insurance. And we simply rely on the judgment of, of classification societies. No? In fact, when you look back a few hundred years, we have exactly the same rules, which is extremely visible in your country, in the UK, where the names are still similar. No? So Lloyd's Register mm-hmm. at some point of time developed out of the Lloyd's market. No? in the very beginning, this was all in the same hand. Mm-hmm. Marine insurers were also assessing the vessels. And then we specialized more in classification societies developed out but nevertheless we still have a keen interest of course in the quality of the risk and classification societies play an important part and this is why we support the classification society system in being successful in maintaining the quality in this year is a very clear benefit this initiative, ICARP, this multi-stakeholder approach. If this is successful, that is a very clear milestone and benefit for the system. And this is why we said right in the beginning, we are also prepared to play a leading role in ICAP. And this is why we were prepared to chair it, at least for a while A while in the beginning, while the system is built up.
0: Thank you. As you mentioned there you've been the chair since September 2019. Where are you now and what will be the next steps for ICAP? Mm-hmm.
1: So what I always say in the meetings, and I think this is consensus, is that a process like that is very much about speed. If you are too slow, you lose momentum. If you are too fast, you overburden the stakeholders and the system. I mentioned already some ideas which are thinkable for the future. But if you try to integrate this too fast, you won't find agreement and you will overburden the system. So what I would say is in these three, between three and four years since ICAP was established is that we covered already quite a significant amount of ground. We issue already factual statements which are available on the IACS homepage, which are available on the UMI homepage. And we have already heard that some flex states already take this into account in their RO oversight programs We have a very strong commitment of the stakeholders, so there is a very positive atmosphere currently. Also, the IMO is very supportive, I must say. As said, we are still a reporting issue, but there is a clear preparedness to consider this with us further, how this could be taken to the next step. So that is all already achieved. We have a sound setup for for the organization. We established a steering committee, a technical committee, to ensure that we really live with the high quality which is necessary in this regard. What our next steps would be, we had by chance our last ICAP meeting. Uh, What we said is, as a burden of success, so to say, we have to establish this further as a body. Currently, it it is an idea. It is a lot of voluntary work, uh, but we have already reached a maturity which needs needs a legal entity, which needs a working body, which then can be improved further. So that will be one of our next steps. And my personal wish, and this is also something which we very much talked about in the last ICAP meeting, is that we promote this further with Flex States and that we liaise much further with Flex States. Uh, again, we have currently, and that made perfect sense in the beginning, currently six Flex States involved in the ICARP system. But if at some point of time, really many or all Flex States would like to make use of ICARP products, factual statements, or others, they have to be part of the system somehow. Our intention is to open up for other flex states if there's interest, and it looks like there is. That would ideally be an IMO initiative. And once this is done, of course, it would also be open to none than, than IAC societies. This goes without saying. So if we return to the flex state RO system, it couldn't be that a flex state who works together with ROs, which are currently not IAC members then is hindered, to use the system means this has to be open to everybody, of course. So that would be one of the next steps. This is what we are aiming for. But as said, again, not too slow, not too fast. Currently, it is still about building trust in the system and it is still also about explaining what it is about and promote it in general. So this is where we are.
0: Wonderful. Thank you very much indeed, Lars. That's been really interesting. Thank you very much for your time and thank you very much, everybody, for listening. Thank you. Bye bye.
1: Thank you, Claire.